3: I am
1: awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Karagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national native news and events. And as you know, Ogama, native issues are human issues, and human issues are native issues.
3: And this portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice.
1: Wow, it sounds like we got a little uh, weirdness coming from the audio there. Uh,
3: yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Is it, is it gone that's now? Not,
1: not from your end. It's from the mothership because the bumper music sounded weird too. Uh, All
3: right. Well, hopefully that will... You sound good now. Oh, okay. Hopefully that will resolve. Um, So
1: maybe the Martians are gone from uh, Eden Prairie, which is where the the big stick is for AM 950. Or a
3: solar flare.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, well, we have news that you don't hear anywhere else. So why don't we get uh, going right with Olgama with the news that you don't hear anywhere else. ho
3: a sure thing, boujou relatives, this is Ogamaganuakwe. I am a citizen of the Red Lake Nation in northern Minnesota. I reside in central Minnesota, and I have some news for you today. I want to make everybody aware, and we're going to have a guest on later who's talking about this, but the Rally for the Rivers Reunion Justice for Nebae event is happening on Monday, and uh, you'll be able to catch that event uh, live online with Native Roots Radio on Monday from 12 noon central time until until it ends, I think, Robert, right? We're, we're, we're not really putting a time limit on something this important, right?
1: right exactly and uh we'll we'll have a tight hour and then if it goes longer it goes longer and uh and you'll take over oh. yeah
3: <laughs> well we'll see we'll see what the baby has to say about that but the baby will uh, take so- over then Yeah, the baby will take over. She would, too. Um, So for those of you who don't know what the Rally for the Rivers is, um, it is the anniversary of uh, one of the largest stop Line 3 actions that happened in Aiken County, Minnesota in January of 2021. And it's a virtual rally that's going to be broadcast right here on Native Roots Radio. On social media, you'll be able to hear from legal representatives and defendants facing charges related to Line 3, from citizen science monitors who are documenting ongoing damage to waters, including rivers and aquifers, as well as uh, Winona LaDuke and other water protectors uh, who are um, going to be giving some more of the history again and uh, talking about the water protectors who were arrested and charged for exercising their treaty protected rights and peacefully demonstrating uh, for clean water and climate justice and indigenous rights. So really looking forward to that event. Again, that's Monday, uh, January 9th at uh, 12 p.m. Central here on Native Rich Radio on social media. And then we'll be uh, having some clips of that for our evening program as well on Monday. So stay tuned for that.
1: Wow, that's cool. And, you know, we're going to have Gina on tonight, too.
3: Yes, exactly. Gina's going to be on, and she's going to be giving us a little bit more details and talking about how important this all is as well. So um, another little bit of local news here in Minnesota that I want to talk about is the White Earth Tribal and Community College is having uh, certificate programs. uh, March and April of 2023, they have programs available for Child Development Associates certified nursing assistant, emergency medical technician, solar photovoltaic course and internship, excuse me, and then a special boiler operator license course and i believe we'll have somebody on from white earth nation tribal college uh, next week to talk about those programs Um, i don't believe you have to be a member of the white earth nation to enroll in those programs so definitely reach out uh, go check out the white earth tribal and community college online and uh, you can check out the course descriptions and availability options as well so that's really exciting i'm really glad to see those programs who are uh, those programs come up for our relatives who are, uh, you know, maybe needing a career option. Robert, did you hear about activist and, uh, water protector Tara Houska buying rainy lakes, bald point in Minnesota?
1: Yeah, I really want to buddy up to Tara. Uh, that looks like a beautiful area up there and, uh, um, send her some good wishes. I sent her a, a happy new year text and she responded a couple weeks later and, uh, <laughs> so I think I think that'll ha- happen. I think we're we're pretty tight.
3: Yeah, I think so. Um, So Bring Me the News said that uh, Tara's still in shock um, and that this property, um, which has over 2,500 feet of shoreline, uh, is going to mean a lot to their community, their tribe, neighboring tribes and Native people in general. She's hoping to have the space open as a place for people to come and do traditional Native activities like wild rice harvesting and uh, other community options as well as a place where um, her and her family will reside so so just big congratulations and again uh, please invite us up to the north country tara we would love to come visit uh, the pictures <laughs> of it look absolutely gorgeous so
1: Exactly. Pretty
3: excited about that. Uh, for those of you who are in recovery, the 20th annual Wild Rice Roundup is January 6th through 8th at the Shooting Star Hotel and Event Center. Contact information is available on Sober Squad's website. Uh, you can follow Con calling cash, um, or you can look for the Wild Rice Roundup information within the recovery community. If you don't have information for uh, any of those things, you can contact Fred at 218-849-1357 or Pam at 612-250-1171. You can register uh, by mail or in person. There's a $35 registration fee, and there is a banquet fee for $15. So the total registration banquet fee, is going to be $50. So keep that in mind. Um, they also have hotel reservations available at Shooting Star in Manomen for $85 plus tax. Uh, block numbers is 13603. So those of you who are in the Covery, uh, hit up that Wild Rice Roundup. I hear about it every year and it's uh, an awesome event. People have a really great time there. Um. Robert, I know we talked about uh, a pretendian or somebody who was um, exploiting Native people with a pretend identity uh, earlier this week uh, over in Madison, Wisconsin, but I wanted to kind of touch base on that again just a little and remind people that uh, there's plenty of great Native-made content that's available um, and that Res Dogs was named the number one show of the year by Adweek, The Hollywood Reporter, New York Times. Times, the Prime Timer, Rolling Stone, Slash Film, Variety, and Vulture, according to Sterling Harjo. He dropped the the graphic on his Instagram earlier this week, and I just, I can't even believe it. Number one in Rolling Stone, number one in New York Times, uh, number one show of the year for uh, Native people. And uh, there's this really great article that I've seen that has a list of uh, 10 films by indigenous filmmakers that you can watch instead of Avatar, The Way of the Water. Uh, James, James Cameron, director of Avatar, Way of the Water, recently made some really insensitive and uh, kind of racist remarks towards indigenous people. Uh, but there are 10 movies that you can see. Number one of those is Wild Indian. Next one is Night Raiders. Next one after that is Rhymes for Young Ghouls, which I have seen. That is one I've seen. And uh, also Prey, Robert, I know you've seen that one. Mm-hmm. Blood Quantum is another one I've been meaning to watch. It's by the same director of uh, Rhymes for Young Ghouls. The Rocket Boy, Drunk Town's Finest, Meko, that's M-E-K-K-O, which is a Sterling Harjo directed film. Waikiki, which covers uh, the world of native Hawaii, and then another one, Parallel Minds, which has a Métis director, and it's the only one on this list from uh, cbr.com that doesn't actually have like a native theme. It happens to be a uh, native director, Uh, but it's a sci-fi film by a native director, uh, not about the native experience, which is also exciting to see as well. So um, if you're interested in seeing Way of the Water, uh, please You know, find a way to uh, purchase and uh, watch uh, native directed films instead. And congratulations to uh, Canada. Yesterday was the first ever National Ribbon Skirt Day in Canada. So uh, congratulations to everybody up north in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba.
1: Hey, up next, we're going to have Gina Peltier with Honor the Earth talking about this uh, coming up event. And you're listening to uh, Native Ritz Radio. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you.
0: Take care of your community by joining Metro Transit's Adopt-A-Stop program. Show your community pride by adopting a transit stop. Join us in helping keep the stop and your neighborhood beautiful and report any maintenance needs to us. We'll put a sign at the stop recognizing your efforts, plus you'll get 10 free rides every month. Get details at metrotransit.org slash adopt. That's metrotransit.org slash
4: adopt. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. MNsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through MNsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org. mnsure.org.
2: Bijou. I am Oshawashko Gijig. I'm from Red Lake Nation. And you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake.
3: Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Well, this is crazy. Uh, having Gina on. Gina was uh, stepped in for Ogama, so I'm like having a like I don't know what's going on. Is Gina with the news? Oguma with the news? But uh, again Gina, thanks for coming on and and thanks for uh uh sitting in for those months that Oguma uh was uh nursing her baby.
5: Yeah, guys, it was a pleasure to be able to help and thank you so much for having me yeah. on. Um I'm grateful to be here and to be able to talk about the good work that we got going on in the virtual rally that we have going on on Monday.
1: Yeah, we're excited too. Uh Really great. Uh, always good to uh, support Honor the Earth and Winona and yourself and all the great work that's been going on with Winona LaDuke for many, many years. And um, so tell, uh, tell our audience uh, what we have to look forward to and what the. And I know Ogama has been talking about it for the last few days. Uh, uh, the reason behind this.
5: Um, yeah, so um, on Monday, January 9th, we're going to have a Stop Line 3 virtual reality, or virtual Rally for the Rivers um, reunion, uh, Justice for the Nibi. Um It's the second anniversary of the January 9th, 2021 Rally for the Rivers, where a jingle dress dance healing water healing ceremony was interrupted by law enforcement, ending in multiple arrests. So this is a virtual event. Um, We will be going live on Monday, January 9th at noon. And then um, you guys will have clips on your show that night. So thank you guys so much for doing this with us.
1: Yeah, and and it's great too, just to let our audience know, it will be preempted, it'll be live, and then we'll edit it up and uh, throw it on the show that night uh, because it's going to be some great and important and powerful messaging uh, that day.
5: Yeah, we'll have uh, Winona LaDuke. Love her. Love all of her work. And we'll have other water protectors um, who um, will be talking about the two year anniversary of one of the largest stop line three actions that happened in Aiken County, Minnesota. Um, (coughs) Sorry, guys. Uh, We will hear from legal representatives um, and then defendants facing line three and their related charges. And we will also hear from citizens, um, citizen science monitors from the Wadukawad Amikawad who are documenting the ongoing damage to the rivers and the aquifers and the land that Enbridge caused. Um, So on January 9th, 2021, two years ago, water protectors gathered at the Mississippi River in Aiken County for a jingle dress dance and healing ceremony. And then many went to a site where they witnessed the destruction of the trees to make a path for more pipe. They witnessed the negligence of the fast-tracked construction. There were large cracks that had developed in the pipes from sitting outside for so long. And then you saw how they were poorly patched up, so that brought a lot of concern. So a large group of water protectors gathered along the road to... Um, beg for an end to this illegal occupation and the decimation of our land and treaty territory. You know, it's very traumatizing to see destruction like that. But um, at the end of the day, seven people were arrested and held for three days in the Aiken County Jail. The charges included both misdemeanors and gross misdemeanors. And six others received charges by mail based on Facebook surveillance. How crazy is that?
1: Oh, my God. Um,
5: So far though, only one of those charges from that day has been resolved. A judge tossed out the case mid-trial when it was clear that the Aiken County Sheriff's Department did not have enough evidence to pursue a conviction. Um, So we will hear from Winona LaDuke who was arrested that day. Um, um, And then um, others were charged with aiding and abetting. Um, And then we'll hear from attorneys who will give us an update on the legal situation and the ongoing work to drop the charges against water protectors and how we are still trying to hold Enbridge accountable for the crimes against the water and the rice, the manumen, the wild rice, um, climate and indigenous rights. We'll get an overview of how many cases are left. We went from over a thousand charges and we're now down to about a hundred charges, a hundred cases. We'll hear about the treaty defenses that have been presented, Um, And that have been ignored. There are at least four felonies remaining in Aiken County. We'll get an update on drop the charges. Uh, Next week, there is a jury trial hearing in Aiken County. Uh, Brave Water Protector Scott Bull will be in courts Wednesday the 10th, the 11th, and 12th. And, you know, I so greatly appreciate that there is continued support for those that are still facing charges, whether it's help finding an attorney, paying for fees, housing or lodging for in-person cases for the charges that they they required or holding support court events, you know. So we will be having a a court support event for Scott next week. Um, And for details on that, you can always uh, check out Honor the Earth's Facebook page, social media, honorearth.org, bash Slack events. Um, it's great. It's still it's it's really nice. It's really easy for the defendants when so many people show up to support. And I think it's so interesting of what happens in these court hearings. And I've talked about that on the show before, but, um, Winona has cases set for February. Um, we'll hear about how we have to still collectively demand status updates from them. And we'll hear about how Minnesota Aiken County Sheriff's department is the most egregious County. They were a part. Are you trying to say something? No, I
3: just let out a great big sigh uh, about the egregious, uh, actions of a county uh no i just I I,
1: I I thought she was driving a car there i thought she was like, i was i was saying for
3: support for water protectors to help them drive oh. help driving them to their court cases um
1: sometimes we forget this is a radio show Ho, oh. no uh, <laughs> hey, you know i just gotta say it's really exciting to have you back on and um I know we need updates because I know uh, two years ago, I, I can't believe it's been that long. And two, um, there's uh, been some damage up there that really, really needs to be talked about and reported.
5: Yeah, um, so and that's it too with this whole rally. We will get to hear from um Don Goodwin and Jeff Broberg, who are citizen scientists with Wadukawad Amigawad, they will give us updates on Imbridge's crimes against war, um, the monitoring that Wadukawad Amigawad is doing on the whole line three and on the on the multiple aquifer breaches and the multiple frackouts that Imbridge has caused with the construction of line three, and an update on the accountability work. You know it's quite scary um it's scary getting arrested or even the thought of getting arrested but you know what's even scarier
1: Being having shocked. no
5: clean drinking water
1: right i thought you were gonna say being shocked like you got uh tased in dc no, oh just
3: yeah that was rough that was rough <laughs> All of mine,
1: i flew back just be a couple days before you got tased
5: yeah yeah um you know, it's it's quite crazy because we are all unarmed, nonviolent water protectors. We're trying to bring awareness to what's going on with Line 3. And it's really, really sad that law enforcement and the U.S. government has used such force against us. I mean, we're, we're taking a stand for everyone's water. Line 3 is going through nearly half of North America's fresh water. It's going through, what, 22 river crossings and 200 bodies of water. It's the last of Canada's oil that's flowing through Line 3. And all that oil that's going through Line 3 is going straight to China. So China can make plastics out of it. You know, and anything that's made out of plastic can be made out of hemp. So it's just... Yeah it's not beneficial at all and it's especially scary too because with um it going through nearly half of north america's fresh water water became a commodity on wall street in december of 2020 around the same time minnesota governor walls approved of the permits so with it being the last of canada's oil i feel like they're just looking for another way to make money and why not make money off the scarcity of water and with seeing the damage firsthand You know, we drank water out of the Mississippi River. I drank water out of the Mississippi River for eight days straight when we had campfire light. And none of us got sick. And then shortly after that, Enbridge fracked out into the Mississippi River. Our fish developed blisters and they died. Um, Our children can no longer swim in that area. You don't want to swim in that area. Um, This summer, there were no dragonflies in that area. There were no frogs. Um, jumping around like there were the previous year so it's just it's it's so it's 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 crazy to see firsthand the destruction they caused but it gives a good um, reason on why someone would want to take such a risk on getting arrested such a risk on getting brutalized such a risk on getting tased or maced or shot with rubber bullets you know I myself I even witnessed my sisters getting drugged out of ceremony and brutally arrested. They were sitting there peacefully, trying to pray for everyone's clean water. The lengths that they will take to um, let this pipeline go through is sad. So um, we do. We also will have um, some call to actions. Um, you know, with Line Three, we're calling on the EPA to investigate Enbridge's ongoing damage. With Line Five, we're asking the White House to. De- decommission Enbridges Line 5 because they want to do more damage. Uh, follow Wadukawad Amikwad on YouTube. Ask the Attorney General General Ellison to investigate Aiken County um, to become special prosecutor on the remaining water protector charges. And you guys keep active, keep showing up, keep holding the banks who fund fossil fuels accountable. Keep calling your po- politicians. I'm grateful we're keeping up the fight. It gives me a lot of hope and I'll drop some links in the Facebook chat that um, will direct to the events and some other good stuff like that. You guys, thanks for having me on.
1: Wow, Gina, thank you so much. Just like old times, uh, Gigi, maybe we'll talk to you tomorrow too and have another quick update. So I think that sounds good. Uh, You're listening to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us.
4: Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. Minsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through Minsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to mnsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's mnsure.org,
2: mnsure.org. j Bean Factory is a Native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages, writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff.
0: Hey Minnesota, it's Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, and host of the Bradcast.
1: Weeknights at 7 on AM 950.
2: Hi, I'm Mary T. of the Mary T. family of companies. Our new Camellia Rose Assisted Living and Memory Care is
6: a bold reimagining of what assisted living can be. Our emphasis is on creative meals, outdoor walking paths, and a spectrum of restorative therapies and activities. We are founded on a history of care. We are dedicated to enriching lives. Learn more about Camellia Rose Assisted Living and Memory Care by visiting Mary T Inc dot com.
0: Thanks to everyone who supported AM 950 for the last three years. Good news. The AM 950 2023 calendar is ready to go, featuring photos I took around Minnesota and important progressive dates. If you sign up to become a member with a one-time $50 membership or recurring monthly membership of $10, you'll receive a 2023 AM 950 calendar as a thank you gift. Go to am950radio.com to become a member and receive a calendar. That's am950radio.com. Thank you so much for supporting AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
3: Hi, I'm Kelly
5: Tanky. And I'm Joe Kirk. Tune in to AM950's newest show, Searching for Service. A show designed to help current and future Rotarians find purpose through service.
4: We are dedicated to sharing stories, experiences, and opportunities for those searching for purpose, value, and meaning.
5: But more importantly, connection through community. Tune in Sundays at 3 p.m. or anytime via podcasts.
4: It's time to stop searching and start serving. Hi, I'm
0: Peter Solak and I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk
6: about outdoor fires. Sitting around a fire is the oldest most basic form of human activity.
0: What's new is in the way fire is burned. We can show you how to burn cleaner with a lot less smoke.
6: The radiant heat and light from an open fire is unmatched. It kindles our spirits and connects us to the outdoors and now it's easier to experience and enjoy.
0: Woodland stoves and fireplaces sells and installs wood and gas burning fire pits and fireplaces. Let us help you experience an outdoor fire without all the smoke.
4: Come see the many ways you can enjoy a fire outdoors. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Out of the ordinary products and services since 1977.
0: With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for cloudy skies tonight with a low around 6, Friday partly sunny with a high near 19, and Saturday sunny with a high around 20. Check out the award-winning Hazel's Northeast for a delicious meal any time of the day. Breakfast favorites include the meat waffle, hippie cakes, and chicken fried steak and eggs, while for dinner try selections like the meatloaf and mushroom ravioli. Hazel's Northeast is located off 29th and Johnson or at hazelsne2go.com.
2: Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
3: Hey everybody! If you're still looking for health insurance and you're not sure where to go, make sure to head over to mnsure.org. They have free they have free help uh, to help you find a plan that is affordable to you and uh, fits your budget. Most Minnesotans qualify for help through MNsure. So again, go to mnsure.org before it's too late. Uh, open enrollment closes January 15th.
1: Wow, thanks, Ogamah. Hey, here we are here with Robert Lilligren, CEO of Native American Community Development Institute. We like to call it NADKE here. And we, uh, I think they like to call it NADKI everywhere, but uh, we are here, and I, I just, uh, I don't know, Robert, I know you got a few things you'd like to talk about, but uh, I was at the round dance at the Capitol, and now things are cooking. We're talking about, uh, you know, some things like... Uh, uh, you know, legalizing recreational marijuana, you know, uh, to codify abortion access as a state law and, you know, just other things that are moving and grooving here already in Minnesota. But, uh, before we get to that, uh, the third long day of GOP house speaker fight, my goodness. <laughs>
6: yeah bonjour Robert, bonjour, okay. so nice to see you tonight and uh and i missed the round dance i had every intention to be there and then a couple work things came up and it just it bungled my schedule but i enjoyed following your social media posts and everybody else's it just looked like a super cool event
1: you know when uh they go a little faster for an old guy your hip starts to hurt in those round dances so <laughs> it's like, i had to fake it a little bit well, but oh
6: it was great to hear the drums and everything. And uh, last session, we were at a, an event where we were uh, bringing the urban orgs together with uh, uh, reservation uh, government and just kind of doing a popularizing our agenda and things. And we were prohibited from having drums in the rotunda due to some recent kind of. Uh, rules put in place where music couldn't be in the rotunda so it was really thrilling or not thrilling satisfying i guess to see y'all round dancing with drums and and songs in the rotunda on tuesday
1: yeah um geez yeah i i don't know how to respond to that but yeah it was great uh so again that's uh maybe talk a little nationally here about the mess of the GOP, yeah. uh, and then we'll we'll get into the great things that will be happening here with our with our friends in the le- legislature yeah. and the governor.
6: Yeah, sounds good. I don't know about you, but I've been glued to the television watching these votes uh, in the state in the in Congress for Speaker, you know, and just uh, reading as much analysis as I can and into the the nuances of what's happening and what some potential outcomes
1: might be. And,
5: and I
6: gotta say, I've been enjoying every second of it.
1: Yeah, we can't have uh, Democrats join in. Let these guys just flail away here and uh, do their thing. And you know, the funny thing is, he could have got rid of those uh, people that are against him a couple years ago when all heck was breaking loose at uh, January sixth. And uh, you know, and he's uh, made his own uh, made made his own bed in in one way.
6: For sure. And so for maybe some folks who aren't quite the po- the political junkies, you and I are, we're talking about the vote in Congress for a Speaker of the House. Of course, the Republicans hold a small 10, 10 seat majority right now. And the first order of business they need to do is elect a Speaker. And they can't go on to anything else until that's done. They can't even swear their members in. So right now they're all members elect. They're not even actual members of Congress. And they just completed or I don't know if the voting's closed yet, but it's all in their 11th ballot for speaker and Kevin McCarthy, the presumptive heir to the office cannot get to 218 votes. And uh, there are about 20, well now it is 20, it's gone from 19 to 21 to 20 uh, holdout votes in the Republican conference who will not vote for him. And so they just keep going through these votes. It's always what, 202 McCarthy, uh, 20, somebody else, some other Republican, and then 212 for the Democratic leader, the new Democratic leader, Hakeem Jeffries. So Jeffries has been the highest vote-getter on all 11 <laughs> ballots, which I think is hilarious, and and has done really wonderful things for him, right? And a young, new party leader, caucus leader, it's brought him so much more profile and I think respect. And it's just been great to see the Democratic conference hold. They have held every ballot. It's been 212 every ballot for Jeffries. And, and I think you know, for a new leader, it's kind of accelerating his, his profile, maybe, his influence, his mm-hmm. respect a little more quickly. So that's a, another good outcome of this, this, this Republican dysfunction in Congress.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, enough of that. I the well, last thing I'll say is I uh, I was watching uh the news uh before we came on and uh uh that slime ball, Can I say that on the on the radio? Uh he voted for it's Trump. Serious. Yeah. <laughs> he voted for Trump and I was just like, "Oh my gosh." Serious. Is that McCarthy you're
6: talking about?
1: No, I'm talking about the the guy from Florida. What's his name? Um uh, shoot. Give me a second here. He's a younger guy from Florida. He voted for Donald. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's just so fascinating what's going on within that conference. You know, the, the 20 holdouts, they call themselves the rebels, the 20 Republican holdouts were all big Trump supporters. Trump supported them. They're all big election deniers as is Kevin McCarthy. The person who's trying to lead the, uh, lead the house, the speaker, he voted against uh, uh, ratifying the election results, you know, so right. so, and he had the chance, like you said, in January 6th or, or after the 2020 elections, he had the chance to contain this, uh, this opposition and he didn't, he dived full force into it, you know, he went to Mar-a-Lago, kissed Trump's ring, you know, and now all of this is coming back to bite him in the butt, and if yeah. two years ago he would have stood up to these rebels, as they call himself, contain them like they should be contained, uh, he wouldn't be in the position he's in now. And you know, it's so interesting. He went out, raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for these 20 people who are opposing him, which I think is hilarious, and uh and embraced Trumpism, MAGAism, all of that, when he should have been working to contain it and minimize minimize its impact. And you know, now there are so many of these, um, many of these people who are in the opposition, the rebels, as they call themselves, uh, challenged more moderate Republicans in primaries and won, or they kind of scared off the Republicans to not run. Again, and now I bet people are regretting that decision when they're seeing how how easily contained uh uh, that that whole dynamic is, that whole MAGA piece and that whole Trump piece. And, you know, in my heart of hearts, I hope this kind of means the end of Trump's influence in the Republican Party. They're showing the world many things that they can't govern. Right. They're not going to be able to govern for the next two years. But also that this whole Trump and MAGA piece is r- really is just noise. And, you know, and hopefully it'll get quieter and quieter.
1: It was uh, Matt Gates who uh, voted for Trump. Uh, I couldn't think. Oh of it. yeah, I guess.
6: <laughs> right, right. And Trump supposedly is trying to rally Republicans around McCarthy's speakership, and but he's really lukewarm about it, and you know, right. not, made, not really working it, and so, you know, so it's a, it's just a lot of people who are not being very loyal to to each other, to the party. It's certainly not loyal to the Constitution or to the institution.
1: So, so I days. think
6: I've watched every ballot, every ballot <laughs> of a ballot. Uh, uh
1: Well, it was a few days ago. Santos didn't know his own name. They were calling his name, and uh, he, he didn't know. The, <laughs> oh, it <was> right. like, <laughs> he's he's going to help Twitter uh, to, uh, you know, work with the, the figure, to vet out lying because he's so good at it. Right.
6: Good. Right, so that's George Santos, right? The count, yeah. uh, congressman-elect from New York's third, who completely fabricated fabricated his entire identity, his history. He's just told a pack of lies. Oh, I just read another little update recently about him. He's getting ev- evicted from his second department in Queens. That he's been <laughs> evicted from. So, <laughs> you know, this guy is just a piece of work. Oh. He lied about everything, and people still elected him to Congress, you know, and, and he's, still so, yeah, he's still getting support.
1: He's still getting support from the MAGAs and the so. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, I think there's uh, yeah. some uh, things coming up uh, his way, but uh, it, it's just an uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just have to say this. You know, I was never a fan of Bush, uh, either Bush, uh, and I just saw a video of nine years ago with uh, George II and Clinton together. And how they talked about how they worked together on things, how they called each other about stuff, because out of the good of the country, and nine years right. I haven't seen that long ago, but it sure does in a lot of other ways, though.
6: Doesn't it? It seems like a whole different day. I mean, I'm kind of in the same camp with Bush. I wasn't a big fan of either of them, but right. it almost seems like Halcyon days now. You know, at least the government <laughs> could could function, and, uh, and now they can't. I mean, look what's happening. We don't even have a functioning federal government. Um, we'll see what comes out. I mean, you see things like President Biden, and Mitch McConnell, you know, they've been doing some, they did a big goodwill thing, went to together in Kentucky and spoken bipartisan support of the infrastructure bill in front of a bridge that's gonna be repaired because of the infrastructure bill. You know, so at least they're kind of showing us that things can happen in a bipartisan fashion <laughs> and then you have what's going on in the said and it's just a joke. And and I don't blame the Democrats. We'll see where it ends up. I suspect that there will need to be some kind of middle coalition, or there may be some kind of middle coalition that comes together across the aisle just to elect a speaker, which can then build a framework for a coalition government and bipartisan work. But this could go on forever. This, uh, we're on the 11th ballot. This is only the 14th time in our country's history that a speaker vote has gone into multiple ballots. Of those 14 times, 13 of them were Civil War, pre-Civil War times. One of them was nineteen a hundred years ago. So this is, um, it's only the 14th, so this is the 15th time. So we're in uncharted territory here. This could go on for weeks, months, and you know, the government's funded. It's really their own kind of nest they're messing in uh, uh, with these votes, so this could be a while. So let's we'll hey, see that's
1: what happens. About, yeah, let's uh, take a quick break here and talk about the avenue and what's going on locally. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Oh, well, hopefully, I'd, Pelosi was saying that these people need to get sworn in, too. So there's a way around that where you don't need a speaker. And they need to get on that because there's families there waiting and uh, to see their family being sworn in. And this this can't be going on much longer. But I'm here with Robert. Lilligren, and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us.
0: Take care of your community by joining Metro Transit's Adopt-A-Stop program. Show your community pride by adopting a transit stop. Join us in helping keep the stop and your neighborhood beautiful and report any maintenance needs to us. We'll put a sign at the stop recognizing your efforts, plus you'll get 10 free rides every month. Get details at metrotransit.org slash adopt. That's metrotransit.org slash adopt.
2: This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves. Please join Howling for Wolves on Wolf Day, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 at the Minnesota State Capitol. You can sign up on Howling for Wolves event page. Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations.
1: Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert
3: Pilot. Hey, like Wendy said, this portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations.
1: Hey, we're here with Robert Lilligren and uh, Ogamaw and we had uh, Gina on earlier with Honor the Earth talking about uh, our big show Monday and what's going to go down. And uh, I just got to give you guys a, a quick uh, update. Uh, I've been it was in meetings all day today, and you know how it is in the cities here, Robert, where the plows like to plow you in, and and we we have alley parking, and uh, they plowed us in, and Wendy shoveled us all out. So my wow, my, my wife went out there and and did it up. And so um, I just got to give her a quick shout out on that. Good for Wendy. <laughs> She can come over and shovel
6: us out, too, if she likes. We had, we had over a foot of snow here. We have a snow emergency, and today was our, our turn to get plowed. And uh, miraculously, all the cars moved off our street, which never happens. And then the plows never came. Oh, So, so that was a blown-wasted well, opportunity.
1: Well, I don't even want so to I to-
6: I respect Wendy. It was heavy wet snow.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, that was the second time we did that. But uh, unbelievable weather here. Our friends in Wisconsin have not gotten it as bad as we have. Uh, But I do know uh, Black River Falls today, they got a lot of snow and they were closed down um, where the home office of Ho-Chunk is a couple hours away south Mm. of us but so weather 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 but um let's talk a little bit about what's happening on the avenue and how excited we are to have a trifecta and uh all the good things that are going to come about that right yeah it's
6: very exciting so for folks out of state uh we have a trifecta here we are governor our state senate and our state house are under democratic control dfl control as we say here democratic farmer labor control and we have uh 16.7 billion dollars surplus in our on our state budget and so tons of opportunity here and uh, and we have a historic high or we have a high number of native folks serving in the legislature and and just all kinds of opportunities and so one of the things i've been involved with this week and leading up to this start of this session is in effort that's called the Urban Indian Legacy Initiative UILI or Uli we call it and it's been spearheaded by the leadership of Dr. Joe Hobart at the American Indian OIC but it's about you know close to 20 you now uh native orgs who are working collaboratively and uh, to support each other to to capitalize uh building projects You know, we have these aging buildings, inadequate buildings, everybody needs an infusion of capital dollars. And so for the last several years, we've been working collaboratively to get these projects funded. And and now with the new uh, trifecta at the Capitol and the surplus, we feel like it's time for a very large infusion of capital dollars from the state into our urban Indian organizations and so we've been strategizing heavily we met this week again strategize with our lobbyists and, and we're going in full force
1: yeah that's awesome and uh, uh dr joe Hobart uh what an excellent uh excellent person to be doing that um oh, uh, good, good, uh, big shout out to him I, uh, he was at the round dance too um great oh I, yeah i figured he would
6: be and then we had a strategy meeting this week and there was some disagreement. You know, we're, we're different people, different generations, different tribes, different organizations, different missions. And so we were in a, in, in a meeting that Calo, you know, heated, which is fine. And, and mm-hmm. we found a way to resolve things in a mutual mutually supportive way to continue going forward, uh, shoulder to shoulder. And uh, one of uh, a younger uh, organization lead, uh, you know that we kind of were interrupting each other a little in disrespectful ways, and she sent a beautiful email to me today apologizing for for doing that. You know, and I said, "Hey, I respect your passion. I respect your positions. You know, I was happy with the outcome, but I did say, you know, I've always said there is there is no movement without friction."
1: Yeah, you know?
6: and so it's point. just it's just a it just for me indicates real strength in our community when organizational leadership urban indian organizational leadership we can get together we can disagree we can even get a little heated but then we emerge united and i think that bodes well for the community and for our future
1: well you know i always that old saying people who stand for nothing will fall for anything so i always appreciate a good heated argument you know and i i can definitely personally have my mind changed and i think uh that's that's how we need to go in uh, with each other's uh, strengths and uh, stories.
6: Up here, here I'm right there with you, Robert. And you know, and, and you know, there's some things that you can't compromise on, I mean, right? Some principles or values. Mm-hmm. But pretty much, you everything. And it's it's like I can be convinced, or or we can, you know, find agreement or find a way of going forward without agreement you know it seems like so much of my work or so much of our work in the native community are in such low trust environments right who trusts the government who trusts you know the schools Who you know. and so to, try to figure out how to actually make progress in a low trust environment um, that's something that i i doing.
1: that's a interesting way I, you know i don't know if i've ever heard you put it that way that's really interesting and uh Uh, can you say that again uh about the low trust environment that's yeah yeah
6: well i mean and just a little background so often people like, oh we have to establish trust we have to establish trust and i've just found the reality is there's some frameworks that we live within you know especially as the colonized people and as a people who had genocide practice against or against us where there just isn't going to be trust and so I realized that if we spent all of our time trying to build trust, we weren't going to make progress because we weren't going to build trust. Wow. And so then yeah, I had to figure out how to go forward in low trust environments. And, and so that's something I don't know if it's a specialty or a superpower or whatever, but it's, <laughs> it's something that that I really find what personally rewarding figuring out yeah. how to make progress in low trust environments, how to, you know, if you want to use negotiating terms, how to get to yes in a low-trust environment, and, and it can be done.
1: Well, it's a thing that you and I uh, talked about when I ran for a uh, legislator of Ho-Chunk Nation is that, in a different way of putting that, is meeting people where they're at. And I think as a high school True. teacher, you have to do that, but mm. also in the real world. And you have to remind yourself, at least I do, that that's what I'm doing and that's a good thing.
6: Right, right. You know, I had this really interesting conversation with some of my in-laws over the holidays and, you know, they're Florida Republicans, you know, they're not hardcore Trumpers, but they're Florida Republicans. So they uh, we were talking about government, you know, and, and you'll, you'll appreciate this, I think, you now that you're an elected official. And they're, and they're saying, oh, uh, the politicians, all politicians lie. It's like, really? I never did. You know, in 12 years of elected life, I never told a single lie. You know, right. oh, all politicians cheat. It's like, really? I never did. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I've come to this understanding, I think, Robert, that people elected, we, this is government by the people, right? So the government is us. And I feel like people gauge elected officials government officials by their own sort of selves and standards. You know, and I think I think a lot of people would not trust themselves with that kind of authority and power, and and would be afraid at least since they haven't been in the position that that's how they would behave. You know, yeah. they would behave in some kind of a dishonest, distrustful way. You know, and wow. that, and I think that's it. I, mean, I didn't find it that hard. I'm guessing you don't find it that hard to not lie, to not cheat, to not be corrupt. It's actually kind of easy. Well,
1: uh, what like, I've I found, I what what I found, Robert, for me is that. Um if they've heard hearsay and lies, I'll, I'll correct them in a nice, loving way and they'll back down, um, right. which has been really it, yeah. interesting to, to see because it's like, well, I heard- yeah, I think I
6: shared that with you once, yeah. <laughs> well, if I, I, my experience was if I could stand in front of my constituents and explain my position or my vote or something, they might not be happy, but they'd accept it, you know, they'd accept it.
1: We're out tonight. Thanks, Robert Lilligren.
6: All right, thanks, yeah.